Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it is always a great adventure discussing church vitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. My name's Josh. That's my dad, Stan. Hey, everybody. And silent partner Mike is here, man in the knobs at Mission Control. Talking about something awful today. Talking about something terrible. Awful. Absolutely. Not like full of awe. No, not that kind yeah, of awe. Church is supposed to create awe in the community. No, not that kind of awe. In Acts chapter 2, the church, you know, the people were in awe of God. That's this not, is not that awe. This is not that awe. Other awe. No. Awful. Yeah, as in like full, awful, horrible, full terrible. Of <laughs> full of awfulness. We're going to talk about awful websites today. Oh my goodness, and my son is an expert on this. So he loves... Uh, de- helping people develop better websites. Yeah, so he loves criticizing or finding, offending. Uh, he something, loves finding like that. problems <laughs> and solving them for people with poor websites. Um, so it's a really good, really good idea uh, on his jdgibbons.com blog. If you want to read it, you might have an awful church website. If it's kind of the uh, Kind of a takeoff on uh, you might be a redneck if I borrowed from Jeff Foxworthy a little bit for this yeah, one. Good old Jeff. Yeah. Warning from from the outset: if you are easily offended by how bad your website might if you're be, sen- if you're oversensitive about your this might not be the digital pod- technology. This might not be the podcast yeah. episode yeah. for click, you. Click over to Rainer. Find something <laughs> on Rainer's. Find something on Carl. Sure, Carl Vader's is Carl, out there. Like Carl uh, Vader's give you a better way. Not offending better, people. Better podcast. Like this one's going to offend you if you're struggling. Yeah, like we're about to do. But here's some. Th- <laughs> these are some things you really ought to check on on your website. You really ought to make sure you got this down. And yes. Not, it's Please. not rocket science. Please. It's not rocket science. But, I'm not smart enough for it to be rocket yeah. science. Yeah, the culture we live in today, <laughs> everything, everybody looks at their, literally looks at their phone or tablet to search where they're going. When yes. you and I are riding around looking for somewhere to go to lunch, yep. you're over there in the truck in the passenger seat looking up where we're going. Yeah. Every and time. if it's a mom and pop's place. Oh yeah. It's still got a website and a menu. Yep. You know, and if it looks cheesy, you go, oh, it's not go there. Well, and it, it if it doesn't it it at least has a Facebook page. Right. Because most people can figure right. out how to run a Facebook page these days. So <laughs> Yeah, so here's some things that you really want to make sure you get right about your digital presence, Facebook presence, social media with uh, Instagram. This is this is all this is only talking about church websites, though. Okay, that's what this right. web, that's why it has the word website in the title. Yeah, but even your Facebook page should be <laughs> some of these. So, um, and 
and at the outset of this, part of the reason that this all this stuff is important is because, as we've said multiple times on every one of these comms episodes, and we're going to say it again, your church website and your social media is the front door of your church. You're talking about searching a minute ago. When people start looking for a church in their area, they don't go drive around to find one. They right. start searching digitally. That's correct. And um, when they find one that's got any of these markers, bad markers in it, they're probably going right past it. Yeah, they're they're going to write you off. Scan for the next one. So um, first of all, if your church site is unfriendly, yes. it's funny that you would think <laughs> of a, a website being friendly or unfriendly, but there are ways to post things oh, yeah. that make it friendly versus unfriendly. So tell us some of that. Yeah, your, your site really is – you know, I, I I spend a lot of time looking at other church websites, church websites for churches that we're working with, and then I spend a lot of time looking at church websites that are leagues beyond like what we have here or what I could ever do, um, or what we have the budget to do. And one of those, if you know, one of the things you really start to think about is that if you've got a visitor, or a potential visitor or seeker who's just kind of blitzing past your website, are they even going to notice it? Um, for long enough to actually like slow down and make a stop. Like, is it noteworthy? Right. Is it, is it a, wow, what is yeah, that? For, that? for that to actually happen, the site itself, the design of it and the content on it, photos, the visuals, even the, the language, all of that stuff has to be very engaging and very personable. The only way to make your site friendly is friendly in tone, friendly in language, friendly in photos and friendly in overall design and appearance. So one of the best starting tips that I will recommend, yeah. and it's what we recommended to some other churches we've worked with, yes. is to please make sure every staff member on the staff page where you should have photos, and if you don't, you should. Yeah. But make sure that in their one. make sure in their photos they're actually smiling. They should all look happy to actually work at your church. Yeah, if he looks like his gallbladder is about to rupture, yes. we're not excited or, about going to see that guy. Or if he looks grumpy, or if it looks like a prison mugshot, right, right, there right. is something yeah. wrong yeah. with that like photo. like he's in trouble. <laughs> yes. I'm in trouble. I had to have a picture made at church. So we we please, please start with pleasant, pleasant photos pleasant photos and smiles in your staff photos. But you, even the language and the, the way you write things on your web, the, yes. the, the, the way you communicate verbally or, yep. or with your, with not your, verbally yeah, with, with your written with your language, written language has to be friendly. Yes. It has to be friendly and it has to sound friendly. And by the way, if you're the one that's managing all that and looking at it, unless you're really into it, like my son, you probably don't know how it's being perceived. So you need outside sources right. to come in, call Josh and let him look at it with you. Call, get a friend, get another uh, friend from another church, get a music pastor, somebody, you know, to look at it and say, Hey, tell me if you think this looks friendly, sounds friendly. If the appearance on our website is good. If you're the pastor or the secretary running all this at your church and you don't consider it to be your strength, do exactly what you just said. Have yeah. have it run it by a few other sets of eyes and and an outsider from your church who doesn't even go to your church. Right. And it should be one of those would I even go here because of this kind of moment. Right. Number two, don't let your website be confusing. It's awful if it's confusing. Yes. I like this. <laughs> I, if the if the average seeker 
just the average Joe who spends time on the internet surfing websites and social media sites can't even get around your church website without getting lost and confused, then there's a problem. Um, they should be able to find the navigation menu and figure out where all the individual pages are, your beliefs page, your staff page, your audio podcast page, all that stuff, your calendar, your ministries page. They should be able to get to each of those without even missing a beat. So if they get three and four pages deep, but then need to find something else like, hey, I'm really interested in this church, but before I commit to anything, you know, I really need to check out their kids ministry because, you know, I've got four kids. They should be able to find that kids page really quick, just like that. This means that your menu bar needs to be very accessible and well-designed on the desktop view and on the mobile view. Especially the mobile view. Especially the mobile view. That's mostly where people are going to be looking for it. And I I can just testify as an old man that's trying to figure technology out still. Got a long way to go. But me and my little Android phone, um, when I'm looking at somebody's web page, if I'm trying to look something up to buy or to find out where it is or find a menu on a store, you know, at a restaurant or looking at a church webpage, if it gets complicated to navigate, I'm out. I just don't care anymore. Right. Like I'm definitely not going to eat there. And, that, and that's what shopping there. That's what everybody will do I'm on, on yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody will do on your church website. If you don't have, especially your menu bar, well-designed and in, and in the best place. Yeah. So, so let's just picture again, I'm trying to help everybody see the importance of this. We talk about, uh, your your website being a ministry, part of your ministry, and able to minister. Yep. So when when some person new to the area or in the area and their churches, they've been church hurt by some church and they're trying to find another church and they're just shopping around. They're good people shopping around. If that guy or that lady looks on your website and they want to know more about you, because hey, we pass that church you know every week on the way to take kids to school. Let's look at you know, whatever Baptist church or whatever church it is. Let's just go look at this community church. And they go to your website. You want them intrigued and looking into it. Right. You don't want them to go, so complicated, never mind. Yeah. Because they're never coming coming to your church now. Or. Because your website blew them off. Yeah. Or or not, it's so complicated. Sometimes it can be, wow, they don't look happy to be there at all. <laughs> yeah, the pictures are all unfriendly, yep. so we're back to number one. Yep. So, But that's real important that, that your menu bar and your navigation stuff is 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 easily maneuverable for yes. you to get through there. And by the way, if you set it up, yep. you may not care at all about that. Right. So you got to, again, hand it to hand your you know, have somebody else look your website up and say, hey, tell me how hard it was to find the kids page. Tell me how hard it was to find our doctrinal statement. Tell me how hard it was to get to my podcast. Exactly. Um, if that was complicated, I got to go back and, that, and, I gotta go means, back and shortcut something. That means your menu bar needs to, and this is for most of the pastors out there who are doing web stuff on their own because they're not going to be designing websites, most of them, from scratch with their own writing their own HTML code and all that. Make sure your menu bar conforms really well to your template because most most of you are going to be starting from at least some form of a template. Template, right. So number three, you say if it doesn't have a Google Maps plugin, this is an easy drag and drop. They say, I sounded very official when I said that. Uh, easy drag and drop deal to have, but if you don't have it on your web page, your web page is not helping people. It's usually find more of a copy and paste, not a drag and drop. Oh, sorry. So, but yeah, you didn't sound as official as you thought you did. Nah, I don't, yeah, you're out. I have no idea. What I'm totally talking. out now. I have so. no idea what I'm, talking about. <laughs> I'm just reading the notes. 
but I w- what I will say about this and the reason that this is important is because it, it it really never ceases to amaze me how many churches, like I said, I look at a lot of them, I look at a lot of these websites and it's crazy how many of them are will get their websites set up so well in terms of being inviting and and they'll they'll nail some of that other stuff we were just talking about, like with happy staff people and hey, our language is great and all that and it's hey, we want to go there, we want to go there, but there's not even an address anywhere in the footer. So I can't find that. That mm. that goes back to the confusing thing. I'm searching everywhere for your address. I have no and I'm, idea where and I'm your church is. Confused as heck because I can't even find the address. Okay, but at least there's got to be a map somewhere. No, there's no map. So now I don't even know how to find you. Now I'm trying to Google the name of your church to see if it comes up on something else mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, Google Maps. Mm-hmm. When Google Maps should have been. Embedded. Embedded in your site, either in the footer or off to the right-hand side somewhere all along anyway. So I can just click. Right. Just touch and go. Google Maps, the actual plugin itself, will do half of that work for you. You could just copy and paste the HTML coding and embed it into the HTML coding of your site wherever you want it to appear. And I know that I'm speaking some technical jargon there to people when I say that. If you don't understand copying and pasting HTML Email me, call us. I can help you with that. Josh can just jump on and do it for you because he speaks Martian. So right. it's Klingon what, and <laughs> what if, and whatever Martian. all that is. Yeah. Um, you want people to be able to, especially because we were talking about people pulling up websites on their mobile uh, devices, uh, cell phones. When they hit that Google Map plugin, it's going to open up their Google Map app on their phone. Ding. Um, now and, we're in. And they're going to be able to go straight to. Your church. The church um, and GPS. You, it, yeah, you're just making great. it easier. Yep. You're making everything easier rather than awful, right? Exactly. Right? Number four, if your website has an obsolete and or useless content. Yes, yes. I was, when I was writing this piece, I like I said, I visited, and I'm not going to throw any names out there because I could, but I visited some church websites And it was amazing to me how some of them had not updated certain things that you would think would be important to update. (laughs) Right. And I'm not talking about like we're just a couple, two or three weeks behind. Harvest Festival 1992. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking about like (laughs) I'm talking about like our sermon audio. Like the last time we put sermon audio up was four months ago. Well, I've seen some like 2014. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, <laughs> like, like, wow. I'm like, what? What's really the deal? Really aren't trying at all, are yeah, you? I'm yeah, I'm like, man. And I'm like, you could be like a year behind on your sermon audio, or um, maybe you hired a new person and you haven't added them to your staff page yet, and they've been there for a year now. Yeah. You still have the old guy. Yeah, and, and, guy. and you still have the guy who was in that position before on mm-hmm. the staff page. So somebody is showing up looking for that person because they're they're looking for that photo, mm-hmm. and you you end up introducing them to somebody else altogether. And it's yeah. like, wow, we were looking for Mister So and So, and it's really this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes back to the confusion thing. But it's like if you have really old, obsolete content, out-of-date content especially, um, on your site, people are not going to be able to figure certain things out when they finally do decide to make a visit. Um, so it's really – and it's really going to make them question, what's the point of this website be, even being here in the first place? Yeah. If it's not up-to-date, right. if, if, if all it really is is just a bunch of random content sitting on the internet – why is it even there? If your announcements aren't up to date, especially your calendar, your sermon audio, all that stuff, um, if that stuff has is not 
current information, people aren't even going to go visit it. Correct. Now, you say um, obsolete content, but it's okay to store older podcasts and and keep building on it. Yes, your archive is fine. Yes. But but you need to keep it updated. Right, right, right. So um, obsolete means useless. Right. An archive of of content is not useless, but it becomes useless if it's not updated. That's correct. That's correct. Well said. So number five, I've been dying to let you just go off on this. So <laughs> if it if your I, website I has had to put it in there. Cheesy typography, fonts. <laughs> My son is the font Nazi of the world. I am. And design templates. Now, what you decide is cheesy may be another man's favorite font. Just say I will be more than happy <laughs> just saying to take any pastor out for coffee if something like that happens. Yeah. I will I Com- will Comic Sans not your favorite. I will engage in any <laughs> any debate and win any debate over a font. Yes. So Josh is the font Nazi, but I, it is true that if you have a bad, especially a hard to read font. Oh lord. Oh, uh, if it's really hard to read because you think it's real pretty or fancy, yeah. but it's hard to read. Problem. I've landed on some of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's 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 definitely some issues there, and especially if if it's a font that's hard to read and it's in all caps, that's really really oh, that's good. bad. Bad. There's yeah. um there's a lot I could say about this, but I'll just keep it short and simple. There's way too many church websites out there that have been completely mutilated and marred by terrible font choices, but they had great content. They had good photos. They had right. good design. Right. They had good sermons mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't even want to be on this website because your font design killing me. is killing me. And I can't even read the content. Your content looks, you yeah. know, good. You're presenting the gospel and you have good ministries and all that stuff, but it's pack. It's, it's like, uh, it's just like it's like giving a great gift in horribly hideous, ugly packaging. Yeah. And what I've learned from you in, in a bunch of this because you criticize the packaging me. matters. You criticize the, my font. The, pa- the all packaging the time. matters. I got you. Packaging matters. Okay, get your fonts right, people. Hear him. Get your fonts right. <laughs> but what I've learned from you is there are a handful of basic fonts. Yes, Calibre. Calibri. Calibri, one of your favorites. Man, right? I'm going to have to teach a class. Hel- yes, Helvetica. 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 These are all good fonts, people. Take notes. Calibri is not a good font. I don't know where you got that from. Oh, never Cal- mind. Calibri is too close Once to... Once again. Calibri is too close to Comic Sans in my book. Okay. Yeah, Throw yeah. it out the window. Oh, my gosh. Don't ever send... Please Throw send Josh emails in Comic Sans if you don't like this. <laughs> Please send him lots of Comic Sans emails to bother him. But the truth is, the font you have has to be really legible yes. and and clear. And yep. you should not have a bunch of different fonts on your page. No more than two, usually, on a page. Yeah. Unless two. you've got a graphic that's utilizing, like an announcement graphic, that's utilizing a different font. You should have the but basic body. the announcement body. graphic by itself should only have two, two different, yeah. at the most, two different the fonts most. in it, not four right. or five. Like right. We see a lot. Though. There's very, very few exceptions where, and I've got blogs. And then work on your grammar, yeah. work on your work on your grammar and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. There's very few exceptions where you can get away with more than three fonts. Yeah, you so. use, a, use a grammar checker or something to make sure you didn't mispronounce, misspell, or miswrite something. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Um, number six 
if you don't have a good mobile version, right? Your your website needs to have a mobile version. We had a church not too long ago that we were looking at that when you pulled up the mobile version, it was the desktop version in microscopic. Oh yeah, remember it was oh, yeah. teeny, teeny tiny, teeny 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 tiny. Yeah, well, you had to flip your your phone to landscape view and then zoom in with your finger and scroll across the content to even have any hope of reading it. So I've talked about this before in previous posts, so I'm not going to belabor it. I have another post that I wrote called Three Things to Consider When Overhauling Your Church Mm -hmm. Website. That was last year, I think, somewhere in May of last year. Um, But really, the like we've talked about before, majority of people are going to be landing on your site with a mobile device, either a smartphone. Probably their phone. Yeah, usually the smartphone or the tablet. So... The site should have a mobile view to accommodate those people. Not, Which means the print is larger. Right. The, exactly. Means everything's readable. Exactly. Exactly. The, the, the headings are all readjusted yep. to fit. They yeah, don't run yeah. off the page. And that, and that stuff will. And and you're you're naming all these things. And some you know pastors are pro- who aren't into web design and tech design and all that stuff are probably thinking, wow, that sounds like a lot of work. It's really not. If you are good, most of the time, if you've purchased or you're working with a template, that that template will do that work for you. Right. You just have to do a little bit of the drag and drop and play with the content and the stuff in the mobile view, but the mobile view is there for you to work with. Right. You don't actually have to like do a lot of the setup and design right. on it yourself. So, um, you know, I, I would, you know, just again, a, most church seekers and shoppers today pull out their phone and type into Google churches near me and they start looking that way. So make mobile view a reality for your church website. That's good. That's good. And then the last one in your, uh, on your blog here, uh, about awful websites. Yeah. We were talking about annoyances for you. These are almost annoyances for These me. Are annoyances These are like my pet, yeah, my pet yeah, peeves. Yeah, yeah. So if it has no clear objective, so you're asking what is the point? Yes. In other words, the website needs to have a point, a purpose, a direction. This is the writer in me coming out a little bit. Um, you know, what what's the actual purpose of your website? Like if you're designing and, and people in the business world do this. This isn't just church websites, but you know, this is true for any website you're going to set up. What is the purpose of the overall site and then more importantly, what's the point of each individual page? Like is one page, you know, designated to maybe showcase the history of your church? Mm-hmm. We have a page on our website called Our Story, yeah. where if you want to take the time, you can go to that page and read the long history of Northside with all the cool black and white photos and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, there's gonna there might be another page that's going to talk about your church's worship experience, mm-hmm. and I might want to check that out and know about it before I make a visit so I can know what kind of worship you guys do. Um, and then there's going to be another page about, a, you know, your sermon content. You're going to want that to be really effective, whether it's audio and or video or whatever it is. So every single page and sub page has its own unique individual function. And as the designer and administrator of the site, it's your job to ensure that all of those functions are carried out to meet the overall goal for the site. Yes, it brings it all together. Yep. And making sure that every page sort of points back to 
that friendly tone of we'd love to have you come check us out. We right. hope we hope to see you Sunday. And and the pages themselves are all tied together. We hope you come to one of these small groups. We, yes. We hope you bring your children to our children's thing. Right. Speaking as a pastor. Yeah. Can just hear the pastoral tone in it. Yeah. But it's like it's friendly. You don't want all your pages to be this jumbled mess of things that don't seem to connect and that don't make any sense. If there's a big disconnect between all of your web content it goes right back to what we were saying earlier. Nobody's going to spend any time there. It's going to be, I'm writing that one off and I'm moving on to the next one. That's right. That's right. So we'll say to all you pastors that are listening in, Josh is welcome, welcoming you to call us. If you listen to our podcast regularly, uh, one, we would love for you just to reach out to us by email or phone and uh, say hi and uh, let us know what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. Um, do that. If you don't enjoy it, put it in Comic Sans font for us because we'll know. Um, but we, we'd also want, want you to know that Josh is available to help give you some coaching. Um, I'm telling you, at, at our church, he's invaluable, what he's done for our small church uh, and for 614 Ministries. If you follow us at all, everything you see um, from you know Twitter to Instagram to Facebook to our webpage, all of that is Joshua Given. So um, you're welcome to contact him, get a co- coaching session lined up. Um, doesn't cost you anything. Uh, he'll sit with you, might, might uh, you know, Zoom or FaceTime. Oh, with yeah, you definitely and, available for all that. And get to know you and help you. And uh, exactly. we might even be able to make a visit visit at some point. So, um, But we would, we would love to be able to help you get your web page. If you think it's leaning toward awful, yeah, it's a, like a lot of church websites today really, it's like, I was thinking about this when I wrote the, in fact, I think I even threw it in the post. It's like a lot of church websites today are kind of the equivalent of a bucket of paint just thrown up against a wall. And somebody just said, hey, this is the best I can do. And, you know, it's never going to be touched or updated again. I can just actually put up content, like information about my church mm-hmm. and leave it there but it's never actually going to be current, like with events and announcements and things like that. So, right. um, and that's not what people are looking for these days when they're searching for churches online. It's just not. So don't have that kind of apathy about your church website or any of your other digital or social media stuff just because you might think it's the easiest thing to do. Because truthfully, if that's the way you're going to approach your media stuff, you would be better off without it. Right. website at all right <laughs> let people drive by and try to find your church right or look it up in the yellow pages. i am available yes. if you need any help jdgivens.com you can send me a direct message there you can email us at 614 yeah, at rebuild. the very bottom of that jd givens blog that we just read the bullet points off of the very bottom of that is a contact page for josh specifically to reach out to him to ask yep. for help or just say hey uh, or something else so yeah you can also email us at 614 rebuild at gmail.com we're here to help we love helping churches it's a great adventure for us it is a great adventure it absolutely is a great adventure all right guys that's gonna do it for us today thanks for listening to this episode of rescuing churches we hope you found all the content and dialogue helpful and inspiring as always i'm josh and i hate awful websites yes he does that's stan silent partner mike and we will catch you guys next time You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks for listening.